0: Hello. Is it me you're looking
1: for? Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Welcome to Publish, Perish, or Podcast—your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science is contagious. I'm Andy Stapleton, and joining me today is Cameron Schmoopy Sheeran. Hello, Andy. Uh, good results to all our listeners. Good results. Good results. Um, so we're going to talk about this a bit later, but yep. coronavirus.
2: Yeah, it's around. It certainly is Happening. around. It's in.
0: It's in. It's in Adelaide.
2: Yes, someone's in the Royal Adelaide Hospital with. Ooh. A confirmed case of coronavirus and wow. I work about 500
0: meters from that location. You'll be pleased to know the infectious distance is between one and two meters. Okay. So, go do not go one to two meters <laughs> close to that building.
2: All right. I can manage that. All right. Good. Uh, maybe we should say the date. We we're actually recording well in advance of the well day that this advance. is going to be released. So, coronavirus yeah. is probably going to be worse by the time that this comes out. What yeah. is the day? Third of February. Yeah. We are recording this. Wow. Oh God. I hope it yeah. God, this could be the last is, podcast.
0: Could be the end of the world.
2: I hope not. No, I hope yeah, not too. But it's definitely going exponentially. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, okay. Is science
0: contagious? In all sense senses, meanings of the word. So, contagious
2: is in it can pass from one person to the other? Yep. Definitely contagious. <laughs> yeah. That's right. how knowledge passes on. That's yep. how humans are above uh, any other creature on yeah. this
0: planet. So, you want science to be contagious.
2: Yes, you do want it to be contagious. You want it to
0: be and you want a one-to-many like contagious rate. I, think, I guess well, that's what that's, a lecture is. Well, a lecture <laughs> or
2: just the education system in general yeah. is, yeah, one person teaches 30.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think the enjoyment of science is contagious?
2: Well, I think that definitely if the person who is teaching you science is clearly bored and not enjoying themselves, the, yeah. whoever's in the audience is going to be like that too. Yeah. But... If you are giving the talk and you are overly having a good time, or really, there's no guarantee that you're gonna uh, pass on your enjoyment to me. But yeah. There's a chance. Right. So I, I would say it's contagious, but not to the same degree as what the knowledge is contagious. Okay.
0: Good. Do you, when you lecture, do you try to be like all contagious?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I try to pass something from myself to everyone else. Yes. Do you try to be enjoyment contagious? Um, I guess so. I don't really go over the top, but I do try and find something that's interesting to me. Yeah. And then hope that that then is interesting to whoever's in the audience. Yeah.
0: I think you've had good student evaluation of teaching, haven't you?
2: I've never had official student evaluation Have of teaching. Not? No. Oh. So
0: I don't know. Maybe you're rubbish. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, it's something I need to fix. Yeah. Um, are you contagious, right? <laughs> you said you were ill when I turned up. Are you contagious
2: now? I did. So, you've read about these types of things more than me. People say that there's like a contagious window mm. when you've got the cold or something. And yeah. normally when you're on the, the side where you're getting better... People would say, I'm not contagious contagious. anymore. Get close to me. Come and eat my spit. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing, is it?
0: So I think viruses that get passed around, you can be asymptomatic, as in have no symptoms, but still, it's still possible for you to pass that virus on. And I think that's what people mistake with uh by saying, like saying that you're
2: you're only contagious when you don't feel it. Yeah, like yeah. early
0: on they're like oh I was con- like oh I'm contagious or yes. like early stage. Um but as your body's killing it clearly there's a point later on where you're no longer contagious. Yes. So there I guess there's some truth to it.
2: But um, am I do I still feel symptoms while my body is killing it? I guess so. Because it could still- do I feel sick because my body is kind of attacking itself? Yeah. And so, there's a point where it's, everything's gone. Yeah. It just hasn't realized it yet. So, it's still yeah. making my throat sore. Yeah. So. You got a sore throat right now, have you? Uh, I don't really. It's, it's a very, the most mild cold I've ever had. Oh. So, I've oh. got a slightly more nasally <laughs> voice than normal. Yeah. Which I'm sure will come through in the microphone That's nicely. Right. Yeah. So, you're going to have to baritone me up. Yeah. I'll, I'll bass boost you. Good. Can you do that, please? Yeah. Nice. I have to turn gibbos down. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm contagious. That's good. What about you? Are you contagious right
0: now? No. I've look, I'm gonna jinx myself mm. if you believe in that sort of stuff. Okay. But I ever since not drinking, I've not been ill properly. Maybe once. But like considering <laughs> considering how often like it was every winter, I was like, I'm gonna get sick. Yeah. I'm gonna get sick a couple of times and that's just just the the, what's going to happen? Yes. And I'll
2: put up with it. Yeah, that little scientific experiment of no drinking and my health is better. Mm. Do you have any notes on um, on this? Like, oh, so have I been given a diary? Yes, negative. Okay, no. so
0: it could be confirmation bias. It could yeah. be um, just not remembering mm-hmm. correctly <laughs> and just being like. Oh yeah, I know. This is way better for me. Mm. Maybe I'm confusing illness with hangover. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Have you had fewer of them? A lot less of them. Have you been yeah. keeping a diary? Uh, no. <laughs> Confirmation bias. <laughs> exactly. Like, it could be. Mm. It could be. Yeah, actually, hangovers, man. Do you get them now? Uh, I
2: rarely drink that much, mm. so I unless you're at if, work event. Oh, the I was quite hungover after the one of the Christmas parties. Mm. I think. But at the same time because i have a baby i get home from things so early right that i have time to sober up before i fall asleep
0: that's good yeah being in bed before midnight really helps if it if it's past midnight and you're still drinking yeah that's definitely a hangover territory It's time for feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Yeah, we haven't had proper feedback for a while. This is exciting.
2: I mean, the worst, mainly because you stopped paying for AndyMatter.net. Yeah, And so we don't have the Pop forum anymore.
0: No, no Pop forum.
2: Uh, But we do still have the Facebook page, which I am running because, Andy, you refuse to go on Facebook. Well,
0: yeah, I'm off Facebook. It's Um, evil, too evil.
2: And so... Uh, that's me. I'm not very good. I don't really do social <laughs> media things either.
0: We're the worst. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, I asked for some comments on um, people's one, five, and ten-year plan in oh, the yeah. two episodes ago, yep. uh, December's episode. No, January's episode. Hmm. Yeah, last episode. Last episode. That's cool. Um, and so Mike Hampsh uh, has written on the on Facebook. Uh, great. He's written interesting podcasts once again. And I can identify with Cameron's plans. I guess in academia, it's always about that permanent position. (laughs) What was that? Siri. Siri, heard (laughs) something again. (laughs) Yeah. Can I just go from plans? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go from position. Now to the most important question. Where is Gibbo? Yeah. How many shows have been without him now? three and then brent stansfield wrote i miss gibbo too oh oh my god so the fans are calling for gibbo to come back calling for a gibbo and we're listening
0: yeah but not this week
2: not this week no no so yeah unfortunately we uh have all got very busy schedules at the moment and it seems to be easiest well, you and I are the ones who edit the podcast. Yeah. So, really, there's nothing. There's never been a time where all three of us are available. No,
0: not for a while. So. Well, look, we'll pass it on to Gibbo. We'll just yeah. have to say, Gibbo, the fans want you back.
2: I mean, there's going to be a weight of um, expectation on him. Yeah. And I think eventually he'll, he'll, give he'll in. be able to find some time to come record the podcast again. Oh, Gibbo.
0: I miss him too. Do you miss him?
2: I do, yeah. Can Gibbo. you... Do a Gibbo impersonation. Andy's. Eh, eh,
0: or oh, it's Andy's. <laughs> what? Oh, Andy's got a thin neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: a good one. <laughs> thin neck. Pencil
0: knees. <laughs> what, he's not gruff. <laughs> yes, he is. He's oh, a bit gruff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy. And he's got little Weasley arms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you yeah. miss him so much, you're even insulting yourself. I know, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> giveo. Thanks for the feedback.
2: Yeah, thanks, uh, Mike and Brent. Boom. Yeah!
0: In my house, we've run out of doggy poo bags. <laughs>
2: Now, I told you before when I edited out of last week's podcast, I also also completely edited the intro to the news from the week uh, part as well. Oh, you're destroying the podcast. You're destroying it. You just have to listen to it and tell me I should
0: have edited out these bits. I can't remember what I say though, so you've got to (laughs) leave it in until people get offended. So, there's no poo bags in my house. We ran out. Oh, no. So, what do you use? Um sandwich bags correct but when people see you using sandwich bags they assume you're keeping <laughs> it for you're preserving the yeah. poo for some reason because you've got to zip it up you've got to do that like fingery top bit where you yes. slide your fingers across the yeah. top to lock it in um so uh yeah i've just been leaving it on the floor no not really no we've been using bin bags
2: Bin bags. Really Really long big ones. Bin bags, oh, yeah. Wow. You're a, you're a person who's trying to reduce their waste. I know. Well, don't buy a dog who shits everywhere. <laughs> That's the
0: moral of that story. Um, but I remember Sophie was doing a poo once, and she was like, all like, like on the floor. And then she, she was like, Ugh. Yeah. And we often say to her, she, we call it tucking her bum. She's like, oh, she's tucking her bum. Tuck that bum. Like when she tucks her bum under to do a poo. Because it looks like she's tucked it under, right? You're looking as if you don't understand. No, not really. Imagine what a dog Doesn't looks. Doesn't the bum go outwards? No, it tucks under. Tucks under what? Her. like, So she's got a really archy back. Uh, Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, Yeah, well,
2: she kind of just sits Yeah, squats. Yeah, but yeah. she
0: tucks her bum under. So we're like, tuck that <laughs> bum, tuck that bum. We say that to her when she's pooing. And um, <laughs> she tucks her bum and she lets it all out. And one day I was like, why is it all yellow and i looked and i was like oh my god that's what's that it's news for the week is news yellow yeah i think so actually what color would news be red and blue
2: or a newspaper is black, black and white, white
0: and red and red all over mm. that joke is it yeah it's like what's black White and red all over.
2: Oh, I never
0: got and that. right now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Never got that. No, never so got that. Heard it. Yep, I've heard it, and that's why I just said black, white, and red. Yeah, because I assume <laughs> those are just the three colours. I thought colours. you were
0: doing that joke.
2: No. <laughs> 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 because the advertiser at the local newspaper here does have red sometimes. Yeah.
0: But and you thought that that was just like a factual statement. Yeah. Like newspapers are black, white, and red. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love that. Well, you're welcome.
2: You're welcome, Schmoopy. 33. I'm 33. <laughs> What's the oldest do you think it's someone's ever been to realize that joke? 33, <laughs> I reckon, yeah.
0: We'll put it out to the podcasters. If anyone
2: is over 33 and just found out that now,
0: let us oh, know. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, what
2: have you been up to, Schmootster? Paper accepted. Thank you. It's been a while for me. Yeah, you were on such a good run before you changed jobs. Yes, I know. Angavanta (laughs) Kemi. That's a good one. Wiley. Impact factor uh, pretty high. 12 ish. I don't really know. Didn't didn't look it up. Uh, You're so blase about this these days. I I am. Now, I reckon I have achieved (gasps) ultimate cheese. Oh <laughs> on okay. this paper? Yeah, so you're smack bang in the middle. What did you do? I am the 8th out of 13 authors. Hmm. I uh, <laughs> smell the cheese. <laughs> now I can tell you exactly what I did too. Yeah. Uh at Adelaide, we have a very good transmission electron microscopy instrument. TEM. T-E-M and so we can take say photographs at Atomic resolution. You can see yeah, atoms, so you can see atoms. Um, in these photos. Um, and, in fact, it's a better TEM than what our collaborators in Japan have access to. Uh, yeah. So, they sent me samples. They sent me, I think, two samples, maybe three samples. Yeah. I made a very thin suspension of these in ethanol. Mm. I drop cast them onto the TEM which Read, is a, an amorphous
0: carbon backing, so it doesn't yeah. fall through. I yeah. know all this. Look at me. Yeah.
2: I then gave them to the TM technician.
0: <laughs> so you didn't even do the TM. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he then took excellent TM images. Yeah. Ashley Slattery yeah. was on the oh, podcast yeah. a few uh, uh, episodes ago. Friend of the show. Yeah. Excellent TM images. Yeah. I sat there, and we mostly chatted about TV shows. That's excellent. Uh, is he on uh, the paper? No, you <laughs> slime ball. He was now. He was paid for his. Um, so were you. Yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? Technicians don't need to get their names on the paper. Acknowledgement. Acknowledged. Okay. Acknowledged. As well as the facility. Uh, and then after the uh, after actually made took all the images, I did about thirty minutes of um, analysis yeah. of the images. Yeah. I emailed it back to them. A few months later, the paper got sent Mm. uh, for, and they just said, any um, corrections get back to us within a week? None. Oh, you think so? When you're the eighth out of 13 authors, you just say
0: none, let it go through.
2: You are expected to do very little. Yeah. Now, I happened to find some typos. Oh, that's good. So I sent them three changes for clear typos. Yeah. That's it. So I'm saying I did 2 hours of work for an impact factor 12. Hey mate, you live in the academia dream. Uh, this is easy. Science is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that Angewandte Chemie would be top 5 journals, yeah. I reckon in my field. It's a, yeah, it's a big um, one. 2 hours work. Uh yeah, science it's is easy. easy. I mean, why doesn't everyone why doesn't have, everyone do this? Have have these papers. Yeah,
0: international collaborators.
2: Uh, and, and thanks to Ash. Uh, let us let me know real quick if uh, your name is supposed to be on this author list and I'll get that fixed up. <laughs> well, congratulations on cheesing. <laughs> Thank you. Ultimate cheese. Ultimate cheese. Second bit of news. Uh-oh. Uh, coronavirus. Yes. I'm going to a conference in two weeks. Oh, where is it? Wuhan, China. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, it's a nanotechnology conference in Brisbane, Australia. Yeah. In the north. Yeah. Uh, now, you've been to some international international conference on nanoscience and nanotechnology. Yeah. What percentage of uh, registered attendees do you think would have come from mainland China? Oh, a fair few. So. Uh, yeah. So, we uh, recently announced a few days ago that mm. anyone from mainland China, they basically stopped from coming to Australia. They are, yeah. But even if quarantine. you do come to Australia, you are expected to self-quarantine for 14 days. Mm-hmm. So,
0: they've got to come two weeks before the conference to make sure they're not ill. Yeah.
2: Which is now not possible. Right. Uh, okay. Because the conference is next week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and so, a thousand people. Mm. For the conference, mm-hmm. how many people do you think it's um, mm. from mainland China, or would have to do a transit through China, which oh, is enough oh, as well?
0: Which is, oh god! So people have to go through China. So you t- like Russia. I a actually Russian? don't know,
2: or like people from Europe who are very cheap and wanted to catch uh, yeah. the Air China flight.
0: I've also actually from the states. I've done. Uh, I got cheap flights from. Uh, New Orleans, China, China, Australia. So, even people from the States, if they that's, want to do a really cheap travel. Yeah, it's possible. Travel, yeah. I'm going to say
2: 35%. Okay, that's a very high number. That'd yeah. be 350 people. It's not that much. Okay. But it's 20%. 200 people wow. that's, yeah. um, have that's been still forced a lot. to cancel. Yeah. Wow. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to... I'm looking forward. Like, what does that mean for the conference? So, one in five people are
0: missing. So, that means one in five potential talks and posters won't be there. Yeah.
2: So, you... And how annoying is it in a session mm, where, where people don't someone turn, doesn't turn up? And you've got
0: to sit around for 20 minutes. Because you can't yeah. just move the
2: talks forward because then they will be out of sync.
0: Yeah. Although they've got a week to kind of just cull those and move shit around. So, you hope they do
2: that. Well, I do hope they'll do that. But do you think they... Like, is that enough time for a group of scientists to work that <laughs> type of thing out? Well, you need to have the steering committee.
0: Then you've got to have the pizza panel. And then- yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So they they wrote us an email today, basically saying, "Don't worry, the conference is still going ahead, um, but with one fifth with well, less." Yeah, I think they. So, I, I heard from someone inside the conference, that 200 number, mm. they're saying a lower number in the email. They're saying 10%. No,
0: no they're just, yeah. They're just not trying to scare people away because yeah. that's a significant amount. It's, ne- you know, oh, it's yeah. nearly
2: a quarter of the people. And if you go <laughs> I mean. and some of these people from mainland China are like the high flyers. These yeah. are the people you, actually, you you Me. Andy, or Hello. you, the listener, would actually want to go see. Mm. Um, like the keynotes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but they did mention in the email, and this goes. This makes it a bit harder for the just rearrange the schedule. Yeah. Is that they're trying to get people to come in via video conference? Um, I don't think that's a great idea. I think just nah. say, "I'm sorry you can't make it. Let's, let's just, just shift. We've got the week. Let's shift the time, or you give everyone." Ten minutes More extra. Time? Yeah, oh, I don't really want that to happen either. <laughs> I'm happy with fifteen minutes.
0: Although they would already put the food order in,
2: they're clearly not going to give refunds to these people. Uh they are. Oh, they are. They are. I don't know if they're going to get that money back from the insurance.
0: Yeah, somehow. maybe there's conference insurance or something. But oh, because I was thinking, God, you would get loads of free goodie bags. Like oh, twenty. They're, 20- ex-
2: they're expecting another two hundred yeah. people. Oh, ask for three. Yeah. yeah.
0: Three goodie bags. Or get all those conference pens. dinner tickets. Yeah, you could have you you free. could have chicken and beef. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so anyway, so before I heard that, mm. um I was actually genuinely worried about going to a conference. Absolutely. Where I knew there would be a lot of people from mainland China there. Yeah. Um who were just going there because they're expected to and they wouldn't have known they were sick. No. Um Travelling with Oliver, the baby, for the first time yeah. as well. Um, the airline is now a little bit of a worry for me. But Absolutely. the coronavirus doesn't seem to be affecting young people that much. No, there seems to be, um, it seems to be fatal in
0: people with pre-existing heart conditions at the moment. Yes. Yeah.
2: And, and the elderly. Yeah. Um, would you... So, say right now, mm. you're offered... What's your going rate? And then times it by three. So... An hour? Uh, yeah. Or a day. I, I'm, I'm trying to get at... Okay. Under what circumstances would you attend a conference right now in China? Jesus. <laughs> they would... So... Uh, Hong Kong.
1: Hong right. Kong. So let's go Hong Kong.
0: Let's, let's go. So, my speaking rates... Yep. Right? It starts at $3,000 for a half day okay. of my time. So, yep. if, I, if I leave my house in the morning... And I get back at midday. Yep, that's like a, a three thousand dollar right. exercise. Yep, you'd have to at least times tens it. Okay, and yeah. I I would want like I would go with masks, an industrial sized amount of hand wash. <laughs> uh, oh man, I'd go with so much. Yeah, but it would. Yeah, do you not? It's all because I don't have. I'm. I feel I'm. Well, I don't drink, so I'm very very fit and healthy Uh uh-huh uh so maybe that's why i'm feeling so cocky about it
2: oh you think that there's no way it could be deadly to you not to me yeah i'm awesome so i think what we're what i'm learning and what i want to say is it's really i mean science (laughs) and the communication the face-to-face communication of science yeah it's just not worth the risk no is it no no not at all so no well good um we we'll, we're going to cover this in
0: uh science this which is making a reprisal of this podcast but yes there are ways aren't there to make sure that your your likelihood of contracting coronavirus
2: that's it for me oh, i great. want
0: to know what you've been up to though andy well schmoopy i there's one thing really i want to talk about i'll I'll go through the nice things and then okay. we'll, we'll settle on the, the one I actually want to talk about. So, everything's going well. Verbalize.science, we've got a new customer. We've got the Goida Institute, who's another water research people. Okay. So, they're officially I, on board.
2: Okay. I feel like you were at least in talks with them before. That's right. They're officially... They yep.
0: paid money. Mm-hmm. So, now they're on board. Done. Happy. Yep. Um, now. Yes. Yes.
2: Goiter and goiter. <laughs> we had the yes, conversation had. on the podcast. So you're
0: thinking of goiter, like the swollen uh, thyroid yep. issue with the yep. big neck. Yep, it's uh, not that. It's not that. Okay. No, this is a water research <laughs> institute. Okay. Um, I think is it called goitier? Goitier? No, I, oh, I'm sure it's. Band. I'm sure it's goiter.
2: Okay. Okay. Good.
0: So yeah, look, that's going really well. Really happy. Verbalizes is, is growing. Um, I got customers i'm profitable oh my god it's a business mm. uh, that's that's cool uh another thing is because of all the vlogs that i've been doing on i have linkedin on linkedin and on youtube and i cross post to youtube yeah um the consulting stuff has taken off which is excellent so okay. i'm able to charge a very decent rate just to yep. tell people how i do certain things which is excellent and i help them produce content i help them um i guess like niche down on their personal brand and that stuff. Okay. Kind of cool. It's just kind of like helping people with what I've learned over the last couple of years. Yeah. But people are willing to pay for it. So, it's great. But that's
2: like, that's the subject of your vlogs. That's right. Yeah. Like what you've learned
0: as a- As an entrepreneur. As a whatever
2: you are. Whatever. Yeah. God knows.
0: Uh, So, yeah. So, based on that, I'm giving a workshop in a couple of weeks, which is excellent. But other news, quick news. I bought a drone.
2: You bought a drone? Yeah.
0: My bloody vlogs- I, I saw that. You had a very droning. nice shot of Adelaide the other yeah. day. Drones, right? I'm amazed because I feel like a dad in the early 2000s who just got a smartphone. Like
2: you playing,
0: um, I, I no. might, You're um Snake? No, you're right. not playing Snake. I'm not playing Snake. Get I'm flying shit up into the air. <laughs> but it's amazing because it is a consumer electronic product. I've gone in. I've exchanged money for a product and then I've bloody got these awesome shots. You've got a UFO. Yeah. The the stuff, you know, these shots that you could only get by helicopter in the Mm. past. It's just incredible. Anyway, I'm amazed. I'm like, I'm starting to be like that older person who's like, we're living in the future. I can't believe this. Whereas all the 20 year olds are like, yeah, of course we've got drones. So this always happens. I do vlog content and I try to be as helpful as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and some, you know, it's the 80 20 rule where 80% of my results come from about 20% of my actual vlogs. Some of them, you know, just sort of like get some hits or some views or some comments and whatever. But the ones that often do well is when I talk about academia and mm-hmm. either my experience or how academia is
2: broken. Okay.
0: They get the highest number of views yeah
2: so people are that's, that's level a level of topic interest
0: that people are hungry for content about yeah same on YouTube like yeah. I cross post YouTube I don't promote very often to say I'm doing it more but and but organically they get more views my top 10 includes two now three um, academia is broken and it's not your fault
2: kind of messages so a lot of people have that feeling yeah uh, especially on linkedin which i guess people are more professional style people yeah i guess so i don't know i'm not i don't go to linkedin very much
0: i try to make it as positive as possible so what i don't want to be is like it's all effed and it's whatever but because it's getting so many hits i'm always drawn back to that topic yeah and I do, like, I do always say I do not have answers, but short-termism in academia is causing a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. So um, fighting for scraps of money, you know, taking three months out of the year to write these grants. Um, Short-termism in terms of you're only promoted based on h and all these things, right? All of the problems I try to just tackle them. I say, I don't have a solution for you. Um, But they still, there's a lot of disgruntled people out there. What can I do to make it positive? What, well, how can I attack approach this subject? Yes, but but not just it be a whinge fest. Okay, but be help people. Yes,
2: you need to at least have. I'm thinking of like movies. Yeah, you need to have some kind of hope or some kind of beacon R- of what to what to do right. Yeah, I'm not sure where that? I mean, you can obviously give hope by saying, "Well, oh, so Alan Finkel, for example, yep. is aware of all of these problems, and he's doing yep. some things." Is he? He's saying he is. <laughs> What's he doing? He, uh, I think all he can really do is which is talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The chief scientist of Australia. He can just shine
0: a light on it and be like, yep. "Look, this is bad." Yep. Help.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess the the way that you ended your TEDx talk. Which was also about academia being broken. Yeah, I mean you've been on the subject for a while. Yeah, is basically that, but that was more the PhD is broken. Yeah, um, which is a different level, I guess, than Mm. academia itself. But at least the PhD, you are saying you will still get transferable science skills. Yeah, like we use in science this this week. Yeah, hopefully (laughs) Uh, not recorded yet. (laughs) Uh, But these like you you get other skills that are useful elsewhere in the workforce. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, Maybe
0: uh, I should speak to the cheeky scientist. Have you heard of him? Google isn't
2: him. Isn't that you? No. Well, yeah. Thank you. Whoa. Wasn't that Andy matter?
0: Yeah. I was trying to be, wasn't it? But the cheeky scientist is a guy from the States. Uh, Isaiah, I think. Isaiah. Um He helps people transition from academia to industry jobs. Okay. So, that's his whole thing. Yeah. He runs a course. He helps people navigate that. Um, So maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out to him, see if he wants to talk about it. Mm. Mm. But yeah, interesting observation. That's my news. Boom. It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of
2: the Day. Topic of the
0: Day. day. Yeah. Ah, Gibbo, that's where we need him. That's where we need him. I've, I have missed him before that, but no, that, is, I, a, that I, is a
2: moment I miss him.
0: <laughs> just then for me. Just then it was.
2: Uh, all
0: right. So, topic for the day is essentially PhD related. Yeah. So, we've got a couple. Well, we've got how many is that? Five,
2: Five. mini questions. PhD frequently asked questions. Yeah. And Facts. so,
0: this is actually what people are typing into Google regularly you did the science of
2: topic choosing
0: i did yeah and i was like what would our audience be interested in and so uh yeah this was one of them and essentially we've come up with a load of tiny questions that were similar around yes. the phd um and so what not,
2: these are the google highest results. google search results yeah for phd in research yeah i think absolutely
0: you yeah and uh so look what, what we're going to do is approach. Approach them one after the other. And we'll go first of all, with like a textbook response as in what would Wikipedia say? Yep. versus what are actual experiences yes. of that question. Yeah. Yeah. Textbook versus reality. Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is what is a PhD? <laughs>
2: uh huh. Well, so, well, PhD would stand for Doctor of Philosophy. Oh. Are we philosophers? No. Oh, i don't think so no what is i think philosophy at one point kind of just meant science yeah it, yeah um so a phd is doctor of philosophy yeah and it is achieved uh, as a postgraduate degree meaning you first achieved at least one uh bachelor degree yeah one an then, undergraduate degree then you would normally do a short postgraduate degree honors or a master's yeah and then you would do your PhD, your yeah. doctor of philosophy. So
0: you become a master, so a like an MSc. Yeah, it's so a masters of science or master of whatever, mm-hmm. and then a, then you become a doctor. Yes. So you go undergraduate where you don't get anything special, then you get master. Yeah. Did you do masters? You did honors. I did honors. Yeah. Ah, and then so it's slightly different in the UK. You kind of obligated to do a masters where you do a PhD, yep. but in Australia that master's year is called an honours year and it's a fourth one where it's research focused, is that right? Yes. And then
2: you can do a PhD. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: And so the PhD would be a three plus year yeah. research project Yeah. Uh, in which at the end you are required to submit a thesis in which you uh, exemplify that you have experienced Excellent knowledge in the field, or maybe even that you've created new knowledge. Yeah, creation
0: even. of new, novel knowledge, I think, is the kind of benchmark—something um, not known previously to mankind. Yes, it's and kind then of cool it, when
2: you put it that way, isn't it? And then at the end of it, you can be called doctor, but you are not a medical doctor.
0: No, they stole it from us. Did they? Yeah, PhDs are the real doctors. And it was like an honorary title that they wanted. Like, oh, I'm a doctor. Mm. Yeah,
2: take that. Oh, that's not fair. They definitely kind of own the word now, don't they? Yeah, they
0: really took it. Yeah, they really sort of marketed that well. Appropriated absolutely. Um, So yeah, that is what a PhD is, I guess, from a textbook standpoint. Yep. Is your experience any different to that? Because as you're saying all that, I'm like, oh no, that's pretty. I'd like the lived experience of a PhD. It's pretty textbook. Like it's the same for everyone. Like it's a standardised thing, really. What's your
2: thoughts? A PhD to me is what happened after I finished my honours degree. Mm. It wasn't something ever that I sought out to do or that I thought I could even achieve. Yeah. Um, so it was like you mean you just stumbled into it? I I would say I, it was something that I stumbled into. Um, so
0: weird, given that it's such a prestigious thing yes. in a textbook. Yeah. It seems weird that you would just. Do this through path of least resistance. Well, stuff. path of
2: least resistance and the offer of a very small amount of money. But compared to... In order to do it. Compared to your undergraduate, it's oh, an infinitely large... Yes. So, you go from paying to study to be paid to study. Yeah, yeah. It's a time where you learn to manage your own time. Yeah. Um, it
0: really is chucked in the deep end.
2: Yes, <laughs> but you would often have done something very similar in your honours or masters mm. time. Mm. Um, you, I think you can do, well, you can even almost do a PhD by coursework, can't you? But Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about to you, a PhD?
0: Yeah, look, PhD to me was a way to get into Australia.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a textbook answer. No. But it is a way, it is a good way to It was move, way, be mobile and move countries. Yeah, it
0: was way easier to come in as a student than it was to come in to get a job Mm -hmm. because i because i straight out of uni i had no sponsors i had no connections i'd have had to come here as a tourist and then in three months hope i get a job of some description so i was like ah i'll do a phd why not (laughs) (laughs) and also like i was tricked into it because people were like oh you're clever enough you should yes and look am i pleased i did it yes looking back could i have done other things with those 10 years yeah would I have been equally as happy? Probably.
2: Mm. Um, it's uh, not, a, doing a PhD isn't necessarily the clever option.
0: I think it's probably the, not the clever. I feel like, like looking at the skills I've built even the last couple of years, you're right. I feel like if I had,
2: it's tough, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to look back. Yeah, but you, can't, you wouldn't know what you would do now. No, that's
0: right. So yeah, like it was my path. Yeah. I chose it through whatever manipulation or other means that were forced into my mind but Mm -hmm. um yeah sometimes back to your point which is that yeah it is i think for a lot of people the wrong choice
2: yeah but any hope (laughs) (laughs) keep keep at it kid yeah that's
0: right you can do it um But look, I I just wish, it comes back to like my TEDx talk, which is people should pursue interesting things. Mm -hmm. And if a PhD is part of them finding out interesting things about the world and that really sort of like, you know, gets them going, then brilliant. It's the expectation. The expectation going to a PhD is still, oh, I can do this forever. Yes. I can just do this research. I just do more of it. Yeah, And that's where it differs from the textbook potentially is like, it that's not the case. Like do a PhD, but you have to be under, like away from this, if I work really hard, mm-hmm. I'll be able to get a job. No, yes. that is just consider that as a complete not, it's the same as you picking up a guitar and 10 years later playing a stage like Wembley Arena or something. Like it's just stupid. So if, if people going into a PhD were told that, then I feel like, that would be okay but still Mm -hmm. not it's still not yeah
2: the known thing yeah so so nowhere in our response of what is a phd did we say it's a pathway to working in academia yeah right And we didn't say or you also didn't say that it is an apprenticeship towards working in academia yeah which is what it actually is treated as being yeah it's treated as being an apprenticeship but there's no guarantee of a job yeah but what it is it's a brilliant time for you to pursue your own interests yeah um be paid a little bit of money along the way you learn more about yourself Mm -hmm. and you also obtain transferable skills that can get you work in academia uh industrial research or any anything
0: else yeah or anything and that's another issue is that education piece that goes along with what a phd actually is i think it needs to needs to happen um We'll move along to the second
2: question, which is
0: how long is a PhD?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Well, so I'm sure different countries would have different answers for this. Mm. But in Australia, the answer is three years, maybe with a six-month extension. So three to 3.5 years. In fact, if you go over four years, you will begin to be forced to pay tuition. Oh, shit. Um, And it's expensive. And it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, $20,000 a semester, something like that. It is really high.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it was for an international student Yeah, for me. Um, Yeah, and same in the UK. I think it's about three years is what is textbook. It's like it's a three-year thing and you'll do What's the reality?
2: Well, so the reality for me was that it was three and a half years. Great. Because my my scholarship was going to end within three and a half years. So yep. there was no way I was going to work for free. Yeah. Uh, and so I basically made sure that I'd finished by then, even if the my thesis wasn't yet finished. Mm. Um, but I do see other people who find ways to extend these things or to somehow not be charged tuition, but they keep working for free. Yeah. Uh, where basically it really goes until they and their supervisor are happy with the thesis they have prepared. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's the supervisor driving it to go longer and longer, but yeah. often I think it's the student either not really working hard enough or not really telling their supervisor, it's time I finished. Yeah. Is this enough or can this please be enough?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and... um my experience is that I had to be done in three years. Oh, international because I was an international student. Yeah. There was no chance for an extension. Actually, I'll tell you what. That's, I always tell people that, but that's a bit of a lie, because I remember sitting down with the head of school, and he was like, "There's always ways." Yeah. I was like, if I tell myself that, if I let my supervisor know, yeah. that like <laughs> that there's ways, yeah, it will never finish. Mm-hmm. So I need to have a 3 year hard
2: limit on yes. this. I don't like how I mean I like rules. You love rules. But you The university can be so flaky. Yeah. On things like this, yeah, which are yeah. actually really important. Yeah. And like people like you, people like the standard PhD candidate, yeah. if they're told you can extend it a little bit, yeah. They will extend it Absolutely. a little bit. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so I know in Australia, it, it's quite often four
2: years. Yeah. With six months unpaid. Yeah. Because the, f- yeah. So that four years bid is where you first have to ask then to not be charged. Right. Okay. <laughs> and you've got
0: to give good reasons.
2: Apparently. But I mean, it happens.
0: So the worst that I've heard is that in Newcastle, there was a guy, and it was in my first years. And I remember him coming into the lab at night. And the rumor was that he was still doing his PhD 10 years after starting. Yeah. And someone said to me, "Oh no, but I've read his some chapters and it's amazing." <laughs> right? And I went, "I should bloody hope so." Yeah. I should bloody hope so. He's yeah. had at least 3 times the amount of time that he should be doing this. If it's not at least
2: three times
0: as awesome as a standard PhD, then he's clearly
2: doing something wrong. That's an interesting way to think about it. I've never thought of someone who's taken six years to do a phd i've never thought well you have to present six years worth of work yeah it's
0: still still just three years Yeah. Worth give of, me
2: three years worth of work and it yeah. still be fine but no it's not fine is yeah. it no you spent six years you got to do six years worth of stuff yeah or i just think you've been wasting your time yeah yeah so yeah, yeah they were like oh
0: it's, his, his thesis is amazing yeah <laughs> I've, if it's got a single single typo, I'd be pissed off. He's probably read that about 16,000 times. Do you know what but, they're doing now? No idea. No, I only know his first name. I never, okay. never learned his second name. <laughs> All right. Number three. Yes. Masters versus PhD. Mm-hmm. So, what
2: makes them different? Well, so Masters... Is two years, and I believe it's two years maximum. Yeah, maybe you can get extended out. Oh, there's always ways. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, masters are so uh, rare in Australia that I really don't have much experience with one. Okay. Um, but I think if you're, uh, if you haven't done a research project before, it's probably a good idea to at least perhaps start on a masters the two year one so that you're not really stuck on one research project for too long yeah um, with at least the option in Australia that you can upgrade your masters to a PhD yeah uh, if you're doing well enough yeah at some point if you do like what you're doing mm. uh, but yeah I think generally it's the difference is masters it's two years PhD is three years yeah and the prestige of a masters is much less than what you get from a PhD. Yeah. Uh, PhD is perhaps more of an academic pathway, which...
0: Which isn't the case anymore. isn't
2: the case anyway. Yeah. But master's is perhaps more of an industrial pathway, classically. Yeah. Uh, I'm aware in Japan, the groups that we work with, basically, all students do their master's and then they're offered a job in industry and so mm-hmm. they don't do a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. So... That'd be nice if that happened in Australia.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and so, in the UK, Masters is kind of seen as a stepping stone to a PhD. Mm. When, when I, you know, in the UK, it's you do an MSc and then you do a PhD. Yeah. And that's that's what you do. Um, it's not... And, and they're separate degrees. They're not upgraded. Yes. So, in the UK, you do two years Masters and then uh, three years PhD. hmm um, and yeah, that's, that's it. So uh, look, prestige is, is different. Um, the amount of time is different and the perceived application of the two. So like you said, you know, if you got a master's and you go into industry, yeah. then it, I actually, I know that as well in certain industries, it opens up new, uh, pay scale levels for you. So, um, mm-hmm. in the NHS, the national health service in the UK, if you're a medical physicist, like one of my friends was, um, he said without a PhD, you couldn't access the higher level of their pay scale. Okay. So, you had people who had masters, yeah. work for 10 years, go back to a PhD so they could access the higher pay scale or do it you know, part-time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was a weird weird situation. But yeah, that's, that's also a different thing is maybe that it can open up some other opportunities yeah. that don't exist um,
2: without a PhD. And with a master, you are not called doctor. No. Uh, oh. Perhaps the biggest difference.
0: Yeah. And also, but no one calls you master, master. either.
2: I don't think you can ask, request to be called master. <laughs> you have a master's. Do you... Yeah. Do you say master Dr. Andrew Stapleton? I should. <laughs> I should.
0: I bloody well should. I've actually got... Do you know, so there was an MSc, Masters of Science. Mm-hmm. But I did an MChem, Masters of Chemistry. Okay. So, the perceived prestige... Of that is under an MSc. Okay. Because it was kind of equivalent to an honors year. So, I didn't get... My undergraduate was a master's. Does that make sense? No. So, I entered university doing a master's of chemistry. Yep. I had no previous...
2: But that was a four-year... But that
0: was a four-year four course. Yep. And it was kind of accelerated a little bit. And I had to stay in the top 10% of my class to carry on going into the master's program yeah so it's slightly different slightly slightly higher pressure slightly i think different courses like higher more research based like lectures um but yes that's so i went straight from an m chem to a phd Mm -hmm. but i never once called myself master chem (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a clean like a dry cleaning service right it does
2: master chem not a bad name. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. Number four, an online PhD.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard of one of these before. Me neither. Shall we move on? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure the textbook definition of an online PhD would be. No. I guess it's one where you perhaps you never actually meet your supervisor.
0: And it w- would be possible, potentially, in the humanities and oh. the social sciences, like research-based.
2: Yes. So, if you're doing a PhD in politics, yeah. for example, you probably only really correspond by email yeah. with your supervisor. I know I was sharing an office with a person doing her PhD in oh, politics cool. yeah. and she would meet her supervisor at most once a month. I can't believe how lazy they are in the humanities. <laughs> I cannot believe it. They have the best lives in the y- world. You reckon? I reckon. Oh, they must
0: just want to do? do? hang out produce one paper every 10 years no
2: the the people the professors of politics etc have the best lives yeah because they have very few contact hours in their teaching and then they have no expectation in their research oh wow poppers, let us know are you living the dream yeah (laughs) or am i in a dream (laughs) that's right everything's easy for you
0: Yeah, um, I think as well. I mean, the science aspect, science versus humanities, which is a different topic. Maybe we'll, f- oh, we'll focus on that later, but yes. We do perceive ourselves as the harder subject. And Yeah, that we, might come across. Yeah, and it we I think it is like we have generated a physical manista- manifestation of our work. Mhm. So it's not just
2: a theory
0: yeah. that we, or a, an yeah. argument we're putting forward. Yeah. We've it's, had a
2: thought, and then we've tested that thought in the real world. Happened,
0: yeah, and we've got evidence that that thing exists. And it's less of an argument-based thesis. Yes. It's more like done it. There's the evidence. Give me my, <laughs> give me my PhD. The final one, which is maybe, I was going to say maybe our favourite, but we haven't even talked about this. No. Let me know if it's your favourite. No. PhD by publication
2: when you say thesis you mean a say like 300, 300 page yeah. document really just listing everything you've, you've done, done yeah, yeah worked or not worked yeah whereas in the publications it's these are the, it'll be journal publications of things that did it that you did do and they worked yeah um, so there's a bit of selection of what actually gets reported mm, in there which makes it much but thinner instead of 300 pages yeah. five papers. I don't know, 100 pages? Oh,
0: if that. Yeah, with a 20-page
2: 20, 20 introduction, which is the, yep. like, must. But, yeah,
0: no, it wouldn't be much.
2: Uh, so, in total, but actually having five publications during your PhD... Within it's, three I think it's years. Even, I think it's even less. Is I it? think it might be three. Pap- uh, anyway, check, yeah. your, you, check your own universities. Yeah. Um, it's not actually possible for everyone, but if you've done that much work... Kind of deserve it. You deserve your PhD already. Yeah. You don't need to prove that you've done lots of work by writing a thesis. Mm. Uh, so, I, I say go for it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't an option for me. I don't think it was an option for you. Wouldn't have been an option for me, no. Um, but the people who I've seen it, who, who have done it, so the people I've worked with, uh, it's real quick, like... They tell me I'm going to write my thesis on the weekend. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, pull the other one. And then, you know, I see him on Tuesday and they're like, here's my thesis. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember in the early stages when it did come in, it was a little bit frowned upon because people that uh, had done a PhD felt like the writing a thesis was the, uh, was the, what do you call it? when you join a new group and they get you to do weird stuff initiation initiation thank you so it kind of was like the initiation to your yeah. career you know that in the group
2: unless you unless you've wasted your time writing 300 pages yeah, that no one I, will ever yeah that's
0: right yeah so i <laughs> kind of feel like they they looked at it like that like well if i had to do it yeah you have to do it yes um but now i think that's changed people well, yeah i be, think sorry go on
2: i think supervisors have realized that if the students don't write a thesis it means they never have to read the thesis themselves. <laughs> yeah and they so, get papers and they get papers which is a,
0: which everyone wants win-win win-win yeah. or yeah yeah that, that's the true. papers
2: are the number one metric of research success yeah,
0: the academic currency mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely those were the top five questions that are being typed into google about phds and we'll be tackling different questions yes in the in the upcoming podcast so if you do have a topic though that you do want to recommend, get onto our Facebook page and let us know.
2: Yes. And also, we've written in, or Andy wrote in, PhD in research, but we actually don't really know our audience at the moment. That's true. So, the people who tend to write to Facebook, I get the opinion are ECRs or MCRs. yeah. Uh, So, maybe we should be doing ECR in research or ECR in career or something like that. Um, And so, let us know really... Uh, what what general area of topic do you want to know? And we will science the finding of that topic.
0: Yeah. And we'll find out what people are asking Google yes. in that topic. That's great. Good one, Cameron. Thanks, Andy. Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. Yeah, that was it. I'm not, I haven't got this written down. This oh, is all
2: from memory. That's... Ha- Even though we haven't played it in so long, you remember. Yeah. It's all in my memory. It's
0: all in my head. Simple. Um, Where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the activity is prevent a pandemic.
2: Yes. Shit. That's hardcore, isn't it? Because of the coronavirus. That's what what made me think about it. Yeah, it was
0: a good one. It's a good one. So, I'll go first and... I'll talk you through the steps that I'm taking because I read the the like how you should prevent uh, contracting the virus, but mm-hmm. I'm going to make it better.
2: Okay. All right. Well, good.
0: Yes. So the first one is they say wear a face mask.
2: Oh, they do say that? Yeah. Wear a okay. face
0: mask. Um, but yeah, it is not as effective as just like not getting near people Mm. so don't get near people sneeze into your elbow yeah is
2: another one yeah i knew that one
0: um or no not not into your elbow what's the opposite of the elbow
2: oh yeah the inside your bent arm (laughs) yeah what is the opposite of your elbow (laughs) your bendy bit yeah arm crease
0: yeah yeah the crease of your elbow yeah maybe that one
1: that could be It, it?
0: it does Hmm. Anyway, so we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to to science the masks. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. This actually came up. And I said, surely there's like metal-infused masks for this where there's silver nanoparticles that are known for busting and breaking the cell membranes of viruses Mm -hmm. in masks. And there isn't oh yeah but do they actually do that to viruses they do i found a paper okay so there's this there was a a new nanoparticle that was uh it mimicked a cell surface a protein on the on the cell surface yeah it's called this protein is called heparin sulfate proteoglycan all right hspg Easy to remember. Easy. So, um, a significant portion of viruses, including HIV, enter and infect healthy cells by first binding to this HSPG on the cell surface. Mm-hmm. So they bind and they go in. Um, existing drugs that mimic H- HSPG bind to the virus and prevent it from binding to the cells. So they essentially just like stick to the to the surface of this virus, so that it just can't interact with the surface of the cells and they were saying that there's nanoparticles that have this kind of uh functionalized surface Mm -hmm. that have this action okay and so i was thinking about embedding those into masks
2: wow that seems like a very good idea yeah
0: how great is that so there we are so um so there's some drugs that you know they're working on a on a vaccine or whatever, but um, I'm not sure how ubiquitous this action is. Mm-hmm. It says here for viruses, and I think the coronavirus is a virus. Like, yes, I'm not sure whether it's a different. I think there's mode something of action.
2: I think there's something different about the coronavirus because okay. there isn't. There has never been a vaccine for a coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so SARS from 2003, there is mm-hmm. still no vaccine for.
0: Yeah. Wow. Mm. so yeah so anyway so i was thinking yeah look a nanoparticle or other functionalized mask would certainly help yes boom there's number one that's very good thanks okay second thing they're saying is the transmission distance is one to two meters
2: you said that earlier in the podcast thank you okay not zero to one meters
0: that's a good point. That is a very good point. Zero to two meters, isn't it? That's exactly what it should be. They got this wrong. I think what they mean is maximum, maximum transmission
2: distance. Or is it that like? Say I'm talking to you and I, I'm i spitting all over ah, your face. You have to be a, me- a meter away. Be- yeah, because you want the... If the droplets are too big, yeah. perhaps... They don't reach. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to just be the fine ones. Do you that, know what? Go one to two meters You're
0: absolutely long. right. We're going to go zero to two meters. <laughs> okay. So, you need to be two meters away from everyone.
2: Yeah. So, this is why you need to talk out your plans. You
0: t- that's exactly right. Yeah, this is a collaboration.
2: Exactly. Um, My name's on this
0: paper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're (laughs) cheesing it. You're not paying me for (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, So, I was like, am I going to go old school with this? I am getting a big hula hoop (laughs) (laughs) with a radius of two meters. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm getting, I'm sending them out to everyone in the city. Okay. And I'm like, disperse
2: (laughs) equally, evenly. That would be a nice thing just in general. So I'm oh, walking yeah, down. Right. I'm walking down the you know Rundle Mall, our shopping <laughs> yeah. street here in Adelaide. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having two meters to Just, myself. Yeah, yeah. A hula hoop up. Yeah. No one's coming in with, into my personal space. Absolutely. Yeah. Ele- elevators would be tough. It would have to be one person at a time. Or
0: uh, also fine. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also <laughs> fine. But then I was like, look, that's a little bit low tech, isn't it? A little bit, but it works. Why? Why try to simplify? Why try to uh, over um, complicate yeah. stuff?
2: Silverado wires all over your um, hula hoop. Now you're talking.
0: <laughs> so I was like, what makes me stand two meters away from someone?
2: Uh, oh, bad breath. Bad breath. Bo.
0: Bo. Flatulence. Oh, okay. With spiking spiking. So in uh, a couple of big Wuhan provinces, they, they've like they've just they're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is put something in the water for an entire city yep. that just causes people to like
2: stink. Uh-huh. But also be very susceptible to that smell. Mm, and I like it. So, not like only it. do I smell, but I hate the smell. I ha- yeah. So, then people are just like, they're
0: always just trying to get away from each other. I think yep. that is potentially <laughs> the best way to do it. That and a big hula hoop, I think we're in in for winners. Yes. Yes. Um, and the last thing is this weird fourteen-day incubation
2: period. It is a weirdly it's a long time. Oh yeah.
0: So this is this is what I'm thinking. We need to speed up the incubation time. Okay. Somehow. All right. Now we're chemists. Yes. We know rule of thumb: double reaction time mm-hmm. is double uh, is ten degrees hotter. All right, right. Ten degrees, double the reaction time. Yep. Climate change, we accelerate climate <laughs> change. Okay. So the woo. So the the biological, the chemistry that's going on. Yeah. To create this virus yep. is accelerated,
2: manifest faster. Yeah.
0: So I reckon if we get it up like by twenty degrees, yep. The whole world, yep. Then we'll be down. To a quarter of that time. Okay. So we'd end like three days. We'd get so much more stuff done. Three and a half days. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be hot, mind you. Yeah. But someone will come in in this conference. They, they could come. They still come. They could come the Friday. Be okay by the by the Monday. Mm. Then conference.
2: They will still have to pay their registration fee. Still
0: have to pay the registration yeah. Still conferences
2: to. around the world. I know, are, are thanking of, me. Are thinking of any way <laughs> to make this faster? That's right. Why not? Um, Increase the heating to a building by 10 degrees.
0: Well, because people go
2: outside. Not once in 14 (laughs) days of (laughs) confinement. That's a good point. So, we're just talking like
0: little incubation chambers. Saunas. But you see that A, that, yeah, saunas, yeah. 14, (laughs) three days in a sauna.
2: So, people with this, potentially have this virus are going to Christmas Island. Yeah. (laughs) In Australia. Well, not Australia. Yeah. Put them in saunas. Put them in saunas. Yeah
0: speed it up yeah that is how i'm preventing a
2: pandemic that's very good andy thanks how could science this science this when we do it when we do okay. it properly now i haven't done mine yet but <laughs> it, that was really good thanks mate all right what have you got uh all right i had lunch with someone i got a little story first actually mm, nice i had lunch with someone who works on infectious diseases And they said that the genome of the coronavirus was published online Mm. and just with that bit of information, they could develop a vaccine. Wow. That's all they needed to know. So, just like
0: the ATCG pattern. exactly. They could be like, oh, there's a vulnerability, we'll attack that.
2: I guess so. I never really got that much information out of it. Yeah, that's really cool. So, like they said, yeah, so next week I'm going to make a virus – a. Antidote for yeah. the coronavirus and based thought, solely on its genetic information. Just on its genetic information. That is very cool. no I access yeah. at all to a um, no access at all to the virus or yeah. even a a cloned copy of the virus, which yeah. they, they're also making as well. Yeah, um, and that was just a moment where I just thought we are living in the year twenty twenty. Yeah, no flying cars, but but vaccines yeah. from
0: essentially letters on a page
2: yeah so that's amazing That is pretty really cool i but like that as i said i i looked up viruses for corona uh antidotes for coronavirus yeah and there hasn't has never been one before yeah so, so we're working from yeah. scratch mm. Mm. anyway transferable science skills let's do and it how am i going to use that this so how do we stop bad stuff from spreading in the lab uh, uh okay i'm going to use that to stop the spread. Of the coronavirus a massive fume hood that's my last bit that i'm going to get to okay <laughs> that's my that's my that's my showstopper okay uh
0: what would i i'm not sure give me
2: all th- right i'm gonna to to tell you the answer do it it's wear gloves number one yeah. safety thing that you do to prevent spills etc yeah is to wear gloves love it so the number one advice which you didn't come up with, actually, which you didn't bring up, was to regularly wash your hands. Oh, yeah, the alcohol, like, yeah. rub thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but washing hands is like you got to wash your hands. Oh, so you got to find a tap or use that alcohol rub. Yeah, and also there's a way to do
0: it properly. Have you seen, Have you seen seen like, oh, like how surgeons to, wash yeah, their hands? Like, there's an
2: actual way to yeah. do it, which means you get all the bacteria. And then you're not supposed to touch the... Then you've got to touch with everything with an elbow. Yes. Yeah. Um. But in the lab, we don't wash our hands. Mm. Well, we can, but we don't. Oh, I don't. Uh, no. I do sometimes. I get them wet, that's the same. <laughs> I, we wear gloves. Yeah. So, uh, if we want to touch... So, in the lab, the rules are basically everything's covered in chemicals. Mm-hmm. Wear gloves. Mm-hmm. Except the door handle. Don't touch the door handle when you're wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, take your gloves off, and then you could touch the door handle to leave. Mm. So, I'm thinking that in the real world, you kind of run it the other way around. So, okay, touch chemicals with bare hands. No, not necessarily oh, okay. chemicals, but touch door handles yep. wearing gloves. gloves. Yeah. So, I go to the train. Um, I. Put on my pair of gloves before I go Mm, on the train. I like the sound of this. (laughs) And then I hold on to the railing. I would not be thinking. Look at that weirdo (laughs) wearing gloves on the train. This is all of us. We've all got to be involved to not to not stop this to not to stop the pandemic.
0: Are we actively beating on people who are wearing not wearing gloves?
2: Yes. Yes, we
0: are. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Excellent.
2: so, touch a door handle, put it on a pair of gloves, yeah. chuck them away. Yeah. You're walking around hands-free. Oh, hands-free. Love it. You got to shake hands with someone. Gloves. Both of you put gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> shake your gloved hands. Handshake condoms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and then you go on. Now, the second one I'm getting to... Yeah. You already picked up on... Yeah. ...is fume hoods. Massive fume hood. Yeah. So... We all s- live in a fume hood. Yes. So, people... At, in my building, work on infectious diseases, yeah, and the number one thing that they have in these infectious disease rooms is yeah. ventilation control, right. So basically, all air in that room goes is through sucked through a filter, yeah, and it all goes one way, so it's a overall negative pressure, yeah, um, and so. The virus has to s- is airborne being spread. Yep. So if we have a strong enough ventilation, mm. any time the virus is in the air, it it'll be immediately into- sucked away and they're not able to transfer from person to person.
0: So are we talking about... Like personalized ventilation, like people are walking around with these like vacuum
2: packs on that are above their heads and just like (laughs) (laughs)
1: constantly sucking up. Like I
2: was, I was thinking that that would might be the best way to go, but I think I've found a better way. Okay, so I think outdoors we can still keep to the two meter rule. Okay, so hula hoops we can all have be sent out some hula hoops to know our two meters of safe space. Yeah, lovely. And then we just all keep it. That distance, yeah. pretty easy in Adelaide. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but other cities, it might be a little bit more difficult. A little bit more difficult. Um, but you know, um, left side of the road for walking one way, right side of the road for walking yeah, the other single way. Single file. Single file. No one's in a rush. Listen to a good podcast. Um, yeah. it'll all be fine. But the, the the places where you can't handle not being Close to someone, yeah. It's like inside, inside in the office, yeah. Uh, on the train again, yeah. and so these particular locations are fitted with yeah, a ventilation, f- ventilation and- system. Yeah. Um,
0: Does it so sound like a fume cupboard? Like yes, whole- of course.
2: That's how you know it's working. Yeah, yeah. So just imagine, so you and I are on the train. Yeah. Um, I'm standing there holding the rail with my gloves on. Yeah. You Good. walk in and you um, cough. As you normally do, you talk to me, but you are standing uncomfortably close. Always so close. Yes. Uh, So, while you're talking, little bits of spit are coming out of your mouth. Yep, but they're getting sucked immediately up
0: as normal.
2: We're 30 Mm. centimeters away from each other. Yep. I can just see them go straight up (laughs) (laughs) and sucked away. How strong. (laughs) strong enough yeah strong enough wow
0: fantastic I mean this is great we're we're living in the future we've got drones we might as well have this
2: so my transferable science skills from chemistry are to wear gloves yeah and to have very good ventilation yeah and then we'll stop the spread of any um, virus
0: that's brilliant I absolutely love it I love it Um, I feel like the amount of uh, flatulence would Increase exponentially <laughs> with, with ventilation? good ventilation. People just be like, yeah. and they just see it. You know, you wouldn't smell it; it would just go up. Because mm. I someone told me it was a lady who I did my PhD with. She'd sometimes walk to the fume cupboard and push boost. And I was like, why do you do that? She's like, oh, it's because I, I needed to fart. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: Now. Is it the sound or the smell that you're more worried about with when you're uh, about it's... to perform a flatulent action? I
0: don't know. It just depends on the person, doesn't it? I guess... Because um... I'd
2: rather be silent but deadly than you... loud but not smelly. Really? Yeah. Because if you're silent but deadly, no one knows it's you. Yeah. Um... I
0: want to be loud and deadly. <laughs> I want everyone to know it's me and I want them to be impressed <laughs> when it reaches
2: their nostrils. You are looking for attention a lot. I am, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, very good.
0: I, what a, what a fantastic that was good. Fantastically yeah, it successful successful science didn't it? this. It did. Oh. Great. Nice.
1: Boom. Boom.
0: Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band VoiceRom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like the Facebook page, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast, because that helps us a lot. Cameron, sponsor for the week.
2: You were just listening to published Perish Podcast, and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Bud Light Virus. <laughs> Was <laughs> that it? That was it. <laughs> uh, or Forex uh, virus. Yeah. Um, the sponsored... draft virus. <laughs> the sponsored virus is coming to you soon.
1: Excellent, excellent. All right, final farewells. Goodbye. Bye.